All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. We are also affiliated with Big Cat Country, where you can find the podcast along with other Jaguars content at BigCatCountry.com. So we're here recording a very quick reaction podcast late at night to chat about by far one of the craziest games I've ever been to, which is the Jaguars 20-17 to win over the Chargers. And I'd like to say, Derek, and you can comment on this as well, our win also over the NFL referees here at home. <laughs> Yo, man, uh, first of all, uh, big... Uh, Big shout out to the Cardiac Cats. Uh, I think everybody in the stadium, everybody at home, all the international fans, everybody probably had one or another of a cardiac event <laughs> during that game, especially within the last two minutes in overtime. As far as the refs go, you know, hey, they'll be zebras, you know, they, they don't care and make bad calls all day. Uh, but hey, I'll take it, man. It's a W. Okay, let's just say it. W, another W on the belt, man. Six and three. You can't get any better than that. Third straight win. Isn't that weird? (laughs) It's amazing how you speak of, you know, Jacksonville for the most part is a college football town. But now you see, especially since the two big ones stink, uh, you got some fair weather fans that may be, you know, showing interest, but I'm talking about the true fans out there that have been waiting for this moment for a long time. And it, it, it can get better because, you know, we got a game next week that's definitely, you know, very winnable on the road in Cleveland. So, uh, to be six and three with a three game winning streak when we thought that we were going to be absolute trash after that Titans game, man, it's, way things have turned you know it's 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 a great feeling yeah this game was particularly unique because at least on the offensive side it was kind of like not what i anticipated i mean fournette had 33 yards on 17 carries i mean roughly i would say kind of got shut down to be honest with you i mean at least from you know i'm not an expert on this stuff or anything but it seemed like every time he got the ball he was getting grabbed by the legs and just and you know dragged down and then you look at bortles getting 51 passing opportunities i mean that's definitely not what i anticipated well san diego or excuse me los angeles man i said that all through the the yeah. podcast before too uh los angeles was selling out against the run. You know, obviously we know Gus Bradley's the D coordinator, but they were selling out. They had safeties and middle linebackers blitzing the gaps all day, and they were making one-on-one tackles. So when you say when you say selling out, you mean like just what, like focusing like almost all of their energy to a certain degree? On the run, yeah, exactly. They didn't care. The reason why Keelan Cole had that deep pass that he, you know, the, the the deep pass that was completed, and then we had one that was dropped. The reason why they were wide open was because they didn't care about that. In their eyes, Gus Bradley's eyes are like Bortles. Either they're not going to complete it, or they're not going to, you know, he's not going to throw it. So we're not even going to worry about it. You know, we hit on one, we got one, and then we had a, I think, one drop by Lee and another one dropped by Cole. Mm-hmm. Which both of those should have been catches, okay? They were those were good throws by pretty good passes. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't care. You know, for a team to not care, you know, that you're gonna get a forty yard completion, they, they didn't care. When you look at how they stopped the run, they basically just shot the gaps with anybody who was up at the line of scrimmage. They didn't care who it was, a corner, a safety, middle linebacker, Denzel Perryman, man, he was playing his you know, behind off. Uh, I, you know, Fournette's a big guy. He's big and strong. But guess what? Like I've said many times, man, it's there are guys in this league that can tackle him one on one. They don't need any help. 
Okay. Well, and that <laughs> he, happened. He's one of that them. Happened. Yeah. I mean, that happens in this game. He looked mm-hmm. very kind of uh, average to a certain degree, which I'm not discounting him as a player. I'm just saying because of, I guess, what you're saying, that they focus so exclusively on him. It uh, really, I don't know, shows a game plan going forward as to how how to play us and how yeah. Portals is going to have to step up. Yes, we won the game. You find a way to win, and that's how good teams, that's what good teams do. Good teams that make the playoffs, they win games ugly. They win the ugly games. It doesn't have to be pretty. Fortnite doesn't have to run for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Bortles doesn't have to run or throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. The game is ugly, and you still win. When you have a team like that, that means you got something cooking. There's something there. Uh, obviously, you, you know, with the, the possible interceptions that Bortles threw. And after this podcast, I'm not going to trash Bortles anymore because, you know what, let's just ride this train and enjoy it. Uh, you know, enjoy this, this, this season to see if we can't get a, get a playoff berth. But, you know, there was a pick six that the uh, LA dropped. Oh, yeah. There, there was. That. There was, you know, the two interceptions, you know. Hey, those two interceptions for the fans that booed before halftime, those two picks in late in the fourth are the reason why they didn't try and throw the ball down the field, just so you know. Um, because they know that Bortles doesn't do well in the two-minute situations. Um, but it doesn't matter. They still won the game. They found a way. That's grit. When you have grit with a team, you know, hey, offense, eh, they didn't do so well. But guess what? Special teams picked up. Sometimes, the, you know, the three-legged stool I keep talking about, sometimes one of those legs has to step up for the other. And special teams stepped up today. Field position, field goals, fake punts played a huge part. Yeah, I like how you bought into the Tom Coughlin grit philosophy. <laughs> it's so funny during the game they had uh, – they always play a clip of him like giving kind of like a motivational speech at the stadium and it's like overlaid with Papa John's pizza advertising. So there's like <laughs> there's that mix of people because I don't know if you've kept up with that lately, that mix of people who are like wanting to cheer for Tom Coughlin and kind of boo Papa John's pizza at the same time. <laughs> so it's just kind of eerily silent. But um, but anyway, so so yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, Blake you know, didn't play too bad. But like you said, there were definitely a couple spots where, uh, you know, particularly at the end uh, and that one pick where he just kind of sailed it in the corner uh, over there. One funny thing, though, is the Chargers head coach and his name is just a sca- Oh, Anthony Lynn, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. was just ripping on his players because I guess on that one pick I'm thinking of, the guy like just started celebrating and stepped out of bounds. And he's like, why in the world would you do that? I mean, the game, you know, and so, I mean, what do you think a player is going through a player's mind at that point? I mean, is he getting a little too caught up in the emotions or something? I mean, it's definitely into the whole showmanship of the game, you know, and our defense, they did the same thing because guess what? Oh yeah. If, if, if Boye didn't celebrate before he ran that ball back, he probably would have scored. Yeah. Um, they need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, probably. yeah. They were, they were a little bit too amped up. Um, the defense played outstanding. Uh, yeah, we didn't have any sacks, but like, you know, JK3 and I said before, when you're playing a quarterback that's that good, he can eliminate things you do well. And he eliminated our defensive line mm-hmm. from getting to him, from getting sacks. Cause if you get one, that momentum starts going and you get another and another. So he used his mind in his, in his, in his head, his football IQ to try to eliminate that. And their offensive line played a lot better than people thought they would. With our line, you know, they they played okay with the injuries they've had. Bosa, got to give another, dang it, 
credit to JK3. Bosa was definitely a force in there. Uh, him and the, I forget the other guy that was coming off the other end, but the line of scrimmage definitely was uh, controlled by San Diego. For the most part, we did get some good runs in and, and Bortles stepped up in the pocket and, and, and he, he used his legs and made it yeah. a threat to run. That um, helped. And, and see that how that helps when he stays within himself. And when he's that threat to run, see the defense reacts and he can get those little, those little dinks, those little sideline passes. When he's dropping back in the pocket in a two minute drill and he's got to throw it 20 yards down the field, we're in trouble. Yeah. Well, granted, I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him too. I mean, he looked pretty rattled in that game, uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was, but at the same time, um, you know, teams are going to scheme for that. They're going to game plan for that. The way this game played out, everyone said, you know, the, the last two minutes was wacky. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna throw that off the table. The last two minutes was wacky. No one could have predicted that, known that or anything. But the first half, and then especially like that drive that San Diego went on right before halftime, mm-hmm. that that played out to their favor. Okay, San Diego stayed within themselves. The problem was what took them so long was we kept pinning them deep, and they were starting their drives inside of their own twenty. And so finally, when they got a drive where they weren't inside their own 20, they capitalized. Uh, that wasn't by luck. Okay. That was by design by Jacksonville. And then as soon as Sandy or LA, dang it, as soon as LA got <laughs> out of it, um, that was designed by them. They, they knew what they were doing. Okay. With the rub routes, the pick routes, you know, the, that one pick route on the touchdown pass, man, that was such, that was such crap. It wasn't even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I'll take it any day of the week. Like I said, good teams know how to win ugly, and Jacksonville figured out today how to win ugly. That's a big learning curve they just went around. Yeah, I think Malik Jackson even came out after the game, and and his uh, I don't know if it was just Q and A at the lockers or press conference or something, but he had a quote I saw on Twitter that said this would be a game that if we made it to the postseason that they would you know use to their benefit to kind of look back and. I guess give an example of where they had to overcome adversity because you know that's a guy that's had playoff experience. So mm-hmm. obviously, when he says something like that, it's obviously pretty important. Um, but Philip Rivers, you mentioned him. That guy's uh, he's an angry person. I, I liked using him as a tell on the field as to whenever the Jags were going to win out on like a penalty situation because he'd be listening to the refs, and that guy does not hide his emotions whatsoever. But, but what's funny about him though is from what I've you know, just heard, you know, commentators read over the years is he's G rated with it. Hmm. You know, he, he's very G rated, which you wouldn't know it by looking at his face, you know, in the stands or on television, but, uh, doesn't really swear, curse or anything like that. So just like down by the bank. Yeah. Family oriented show, family oriented <laughs> quarterback. No, um, this is the kids podcast. <laughs> oh, geez. But hey, at the end of the day, man. I mean, at, at, when you just you got you you, you caused the fumble, you run it back. They call it back because he was sitting on the guy's leg, you know. Then you know we do some dumb and throw a pick or whatever. And then Bortles in overtime, board we get down the field, kick a field goal, tie it. Then Bortles throws another pick. You know, then we got a whole weight of a world on our shoulders, and all of a sudden we get a pick and run it back and. Uh, then the back field back and forth, back and, and forth, down. and then the field goal got. It, it looked like it got partially blocked. 
Yeah, it did. He, he, he got, he like, got blocked in. Yeah, yeah. so... And that was after he, that was after he made the field goal to send it to to uh, overtime to begin with. So as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, Josh, Josh Lambeau, that guy. I mean, he what a pickup. I mean, that should have that should have happened so much sooner. And look at it. Look at it this way: from a scoring standpoint on special teams, special teams outscored the offense today. We had 20 points, right? Offense mm-hmm. had a touchdown and two point conversion, so that's eight, right? Yeah. Special teams had 12. Oh, the just, uh, Corey Grant. Yeah. So I'm just fake, saying. Fake punt. So for for people that don't believe, you know, think that we got to win pretty, man, hey, cats off the special teams. They they have definitely, since that since that Rams game, they're definitely, it seems like there's been an emphasis on special teams because they look a hundred times better. A hundred times better since the Rams game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it was a uh, it was a crazy game for sure. Um, we'll definitely hit on this a little bit more in depth on Wednesday. I know, like my voice is practically gone. <laughs> We're recording at like almost ten o'clock at night, uh, so definitely pretty tired at this point. I mean, that was a game that, as far as just every single emotion that you can go through, uh, I went through. So I'm actually mm-hmm. going to see a, see a therapist tomorrow. Probably, I'm not mm-hmm. sure yet. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, one thing I will say, and we'll touch on this a uh, couple of quick things that we'll touch on more in depth Wednesday Alan Hearns I guess he was shown uh walking off on crutches after uh leaving the stadium so that's unfortunate and then props to uh who was it that came in somebody was coming in and, and doing the snaps because Matt Overton uh yeah, left the uh what's the the, the Tyler Shatley yeah, yeah there we go so yeah. definitely I mean and I read that he never has done that ever in his entire life. Hey, so to, when, to come in like that, I mean, that's pretty good, you know, no pressure. One of them, was, you know, they were saying, oh, he, he he snapped it high. Hey, guess what? High is better than in the dirt low. Okay, they probably prepared for that. Uh, and that stinks because now that's our second uh, long snapper. Well, we're, we are, we're, Tinker's already out for the year. Right. Overton was the second long slapper. Now he looked like he broke his arm or his shoulder, you know, or separated his shoulder or something. So uh, there'll definitely be some, you know, they'll be looking at some different options for that going forward. Hey, but that's what you do, man. When, when, when you got gritty wins like that, it's not about, it's just about, for, hey, somebody needs to snap the ball because we got a field goal to kick. Okay, <laughs> just, just get out there and just snap it. You know, they, they play football. They're perfect. That's why, that's why they play. And they're professionals, and we're just fans, okay? Fans, even media, you know, they don't know, okay? Nobody knows. Those guys in the locker room know, though. They know how to play. They know how to win. And hats off to him again. And one more prop, uh, props out to Josh Lambeau for his midfield sliding celebration. That oh, was geez. awesome. I love yeah. that. I love that so much. That he looked so like good. he looked like he should go play for Manchester or something like that, <laughs> or, or Real or, or something like that. Yeah, that was definitely cool. But no, it was a fun game, and uh, we'll definitely be back on Wednesday to to chat about it more. And uh, any final thoughts uh, at all that you have? Go Jags, man. Go Jags. See you. See, see you guys uh, Wednesday. And then looking forward to uh, getting together with Cleveland on Sunday up there. Hopefully it won't be too cold. Chat about the uh, facing off against the uh, reverse undefeated Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this is like one of those things, like when I was listening to the radio on the way home, that everybody is so afraid to like dismiss that game. And, and I agree a hundred percent. Like we don't want to be that team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, well, it, it, they, they, when, when you're, when you're dying, in and when you're playing for each other 
like they are, and they're not a team. You know, they're not individuals. They're playing together as a team. It's it, it can be tough. It can be a trap, but also they can be there for each other and see now that they got this ugly, ugly win out of the way, they'll be able to realize and, and look at some things and, and, and prove on it and learn from it. So I think they'll be ready for Cleveland. Yeah, I think they'll be I think they'll be I think we'll be ready for them a, a lot more than they even realize. So so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, one quote of the day that I like is Doug Marone and his, his uh, after the game press conference saying that he can't wait to go home and pet his dogs because of how stressed he was from the game. <laughs> Such a weird comment. Car- cardiac yeah. events, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> cardiac events. Everybody from here to fans and uh in, 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 in Australia to where, I don't know where we got, you know, Africa, Europe, uh, South America. Every Jags fan today had some sort of cardiac event <laughs> in the fourth quarter in overtime. Whether if it's a fast heartbeat, skipped heartbeat, <laughs> slowed heartbeat. <laughs> Some yeah, type except, of cardiac ex, ex, Except for the people that left a little too early in the stadium who all talk trash about on Wednesday. So that's a little preview right there. I'm oh. ready to throw – I'm ready to douse some haterade on some uh, people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. But anyway, so uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening to this quick little reaction podcast, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.